Russian Doll is a science fiction series on Netflix that just dropped its second season. It revolves around a woman named Nadia, living in New York, whose life is turned upside down when weird stuff keeps happening to her. No One is the title of this season premiere, the topic of discussion. It's April 22nd, Earth Day. You're listening to today's episode. A few days ago, we covered a different sci-fi show, sci-fi western, called Outer Range on Amazon Prime. Today, we're looking at Netflix's Russian Doll, which is a sci-fi comedy. There's no cowboys in this show, just in case anybody's wondering. And also, I know a few episodes ago, we were talking about Pachinko. We were talking about Tokyo Vice, which all took place outside of the U.S. It all took place in either Japan or Korea. And it's nice to be back in the NYC. (laughs) But I did point out during those other episodes how... Often we see shows in landmark NYC areas. Yeah, it's, and it's just back to normal. Well, it's either that or California. No, but like we get the subway station again. Yeah. Like this time, not only are we at the subway station, but Lenox Hill is doing a shout out. Sorry, Netflix is doing a shout out to Lenox Hill, which is their other show. Wait, because is there that's like a where the subway is. Oh, okay. No, she goes to Lenox Hill. Well, it's not in just the first a... scene. She's going into the hospital to go see her friend at Ruby. Lenox Hill. Yeah, except instead of regular Lenox Hill, which if you've seen the docu-series for it, it's a big old hospital, got neurosurgeons everywhere, they were dealing with COVID, Um, we only see like a waiting room and like one little office space that her friend goes into because she just got into a car accident. Did the car crash happen last season? No, the last season was like four years ago. This is 2022, She's, she's turning 40, in the first season it was a Groundhog Day scenario where she was constantly repeating her 36th birthday until she found a friend at the end of the season which broke her out of that uh time loop and then from then on out i guess she's just been living her life but then now she gets absorbed in this whole other situation after she comes back from the hospital what's what's that situation well this is season one again groundhog day Mm -hmm. season two freaky friday so she gets onto a subway she gets off the subway it's 1982 which if you're doing the math is if she's 40 years old, is the year that she was born. Um, That's what I first thought. And then uh, about, I don't know, uh, three-fourths of the way through the episode, maybe even, maybe it's earlier, like a half, she realizes that she is her mom. Like, she looks in the mirror. So she's just body-swapped. Yeah, she's body-swapped in the past as her mom. (laughs) Which, she freaks out a little bit, but she doesn't freak out enough. Like, not only is her, she her mom, but she's also pregnant with herself. Wait, what? Yeah, because, I mean, she's a baby. In her. Yeah, but I didn't know that the mom was pregnant. Oh, well, end. like, she's, like, eight months pregnant. Like, she's really fat at this point. <laughs> My observations <laughs> for this episode, right? So, other than being back in New York, I did see at the beginning of the credits that Natasha Leone actually directed this episode. Yep, she directed and wrote, I think, the first, third, and last episode of this season. Did she, was she part of the show's creation? Yes, yeah. Okay. Her along with Amy Poehler. Usually you don't get that much clout until like season four or five if you're just the main star yeah. and you haven't had any participation in the development of the show. But well, if you have developed the show, then you're like all over. Well, what happened was Amy Poehler and her were going to make a show called Old Soul for NBC. That ended up not being picked up and then they made this show and it got picked up by uh, Netflix. Did Old Soul have the same premise? No, I think it was Natasha Leone different. does seem like she has an old soul. 
Like, she talks like yeah. someone well, who's, like, 80 years that's old. That's the reason. Amy Poehler called her up and was like, hey, you're, like, the oldest person I know in the youngest person's body, so do you want to make this show called Old Soul? And then they yeah. made it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Uh, then, also, we're less in the dark this season than last season. Last season, we kind of were learning the mystery as she was, mm-hmm. like, breaking it down. This season, they kind of tell us everything about what's happening right at the, the, the get-go. Like, she realizes how she gets to the past. She lets uh, Alan know. Alan's the other person who kind of shares her supernatural ability who she's pretty sure it will happen to him if he goes on the subway <laughs> yeah and so she, she's like hey just to warn you if you go on the subway you're gonna get stuck in your mom's body now that part didn't make as much sense to me because it was like something will happen to him if he pops in the subway but it won't be the same thing that happens impact, to her. Yeah. in fact he does at the end of the episode he pops in the subway and we see that he goes to a different country but we don't know where it is he's been transported is he in a different well body? no you see the background of the subway uh the logo the exit door sign is in a different language. Oh, I didn't okay. go through the trouble of checking which <laughs> language it was because I'm pretty sure they'll just tell us in the next episode. But obviously he's going to be as like a relative or someone else in a different place in a different time. So it gives you like, would you say it gives you more answers or like, cause you- well, the second season just feels like less of a curse and more of an ability you know okay like, so she's like, like that's <laughs> awesome that you could just tr- time travel yeah you're stuck in someone else's body but think of all the things you could do and right now every time she goes back she just almost sleeps with her mom's boyfriend who's like the sleazy con Chaz, guy right yeah Chaz. you you realize who it was Charlotte copley oh yeah now i do i guess that's weird guy ages in the weirdest way well i he's supposed to be like a dick bag like right? district 13 right yeah yeah just looks so different no, he's well, a he con played man. Shabby, he's a, so yeah, he's a robot to an actual human. <laughs> uh huh. He's a cokehead. He's uh, uh, as I said, he's petty cr- criminal. Um, it, throughout the episode, we're supposed to think that the mom and him are like just kind of runaway Bonnie Clyde types, and they've like stolen all this uh, gold. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean type <laughs> gold, like the medallion type thing that Nadia is always wearing. So that's so she like but actually she, understands she a, now. Yeah, no, no, she already knew. Like her mom had told her about this gold that had been stolen from her, and that she had this one piece, and that was the part that she kept around her neck, and that might have something to do with her supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's what the season's kind of pushing us towards. Because by the end of the first season, she's freaked out enough in her mom's body that Chez gets like scared and he takes the gold by the end of the first episode he gets cold feet basically he's like i don't trust this lady anymore he takes the gold and he goes running she can't catch him and now she knows that she can try to find him he has the krugerrands that's what they're calling these gold coins and then once she gets them though this is what reminds me sort of like aquafina nora from queens the episode Mm -hmm. i watched of that she went back in time right the second episode how to get rich right yeah and it ended up being the wrong person that she told (laughs) <laughs> and then that person got rich but like this is the same deal you go back in time you find the gold you move it somewhere where you can find it in the future or you make it so that you never lose it to begin with and then you're rich in the future she could change things though and so my assumption here my prediction is that things are just going to get worse and worse and worse every time she comes back to the future until she does something in the end which will like resolve it all and make it all better well it makes sense with what you're talking about with body switching because of the whole entire russian doll aspect of it what like natasha leon was saying was that the first season was supposed to kind of be like the first doll where you introduced everything but now you're getting like kind of deeper inside as she referred to it as so now you're literally almost being like a russian doll they do refer to themselves as sort of pawns to god's all plan like that there's some higher power that is 
is like causing all this to happen. Like there's a fate or a destiny that they're in charge of because right now their lives for the last couple of years have been survivable. Yes, but they haven't been the best. That was the argument she was making to Alan. Like Alan is still trying to go on dates and, and find a girlfriend and stuff. Um, because they're, they, they have this weird platonic relationship. I guess right. they're not meant to be together. Yeah. Yeah, the I have some interesting thoughts on the Alan character because it felt like he was really just thrown in there at the end of the season one, like he wasn't necessary. And he's been season two, like he sh- he's sharing the top billing, like he's the number two on the show. But he was again hardly in that season, and so far he hasn't been necessary he, for this season. He didn't think he was going to be coming back after season one. He thought that his storyline had been like wrapped up and like that. It, it would have been done. odd though mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have mentioned him at all. It just felt like half the show was supposed to be about him, but it wasn't. Um, other comparisons I had to this season, Wreck-It Ralph 2. You know when he like gets it <laughs> off the subway or wherever he is and he's yeah. all confused about all the... Because everything's moving at once. Right. And stuff? I don't yeah. know. It's just reminding me of that. <laughs> uh, and then Legion. Because Legion has the time travel right, aspect of, of it. But also, the girl's power was that she could go into people's bodies and take over them. And she does that to her mom once and then like almost sleeps with the boyfriend. And that was like her origin story. And uh, so that was also weirdly similar to this. And then also, I feel like the show is just stealing Bill Murray plots. Because again, Groundhog Day is pretty obvious. Right. But the second one, the the way that the 1982 storyline plays out is that... Ghostbusters? New York looks like... No, not Ghostbusters. But New York looks like it does in the 80s. But everybody who's around is like a caricature of... like. Especially Chez, but also the people she meets at bars, the people on the subway, the guardian angels. Yeah. Like, all these people, they feel like they're actors coming oh. up to her and being, like, playing a role. Almost like the man who knew too little. You remember? Yeah. He, or the game, if you've ever seen that Michael Douglas thing, where it, they pay to be part of this, like, LARPing type. Part of the actual, yeah. Thing like, where yeah. It's a, like a real-life RPG, right? Yeah, like, a, like an event almost. Yeah, but that's how it feels like she is in the 80s because none of it really feels feels that real oh okay because yeah i mean natasha leona said that she's like she wanted to be authentic they filmed in actually new york they got rosie o'donnell to be like the subway speaker because they needed someone with like a new york accent and they went down like the line like michael rapaport and rosie perez and like other actors and then she just texted rosie o'donnell and rosie o'donnell decided to do it but she said that she wanted to keep it very authentic to what new york was like in the 80s you get a bunch of references you get a bunch of haircuts um, and you get, but you get a bunch of people playing up the fact that they're in the eighties. Like again, isn't the whole point though that it's supposed to be kind of cheesy? Yeah. Well, what what do you mean by the whole point? Like Russian Doll. I, I don't. I haven't never seen the show, but it seems like it's supposed to have a cheese factor to it. The comedy is really from Natasha herself because she has that grouchy sarcasm in her, like a witty. Um, and that's like the, both the, the uniqueness factor in the show, which makes it special, but also the thing that drags it down because it's never going to be that dramatic heft, uh, moving, uh, moment show where you just feel incredibly sad for the character because she, you know, that like her personality just doesn't dictate something How often like does that. it, how often does it try to be that like every episode? Never. Uh, never? Okay. It yeah. never tries to lean too heavily into the drama factor it goes to the point of like even though the first season was all about her dying so many times and people committing suicide and such it it just it never felt that deep Mm. if that makes sense that's why the show itself is pretty good i can see why it appeals to someone who may not normally enjoy a time traveling type show right because that's you got to suspend your disbelief and stuff and, and this offers something different 
than what you're used to. But to me, it's just capped at like a seven. So I'm giving it the same review that I gave the outer range one. With the outer range one, I thought that, okay, the potential here is if they're able to really land an ending, it, that could rise to seven, eight, nine, right. depending on. This feels more locked in to the floor is never going to be too low. Like mm. it is a seven. It will not get below a seven, but I don't it see it ever. I never either. see it. Like it, it's not going to astonish me, especially after the first season where it was just like, oh, the ending result was the fact that they um, just hung out together. Yeah. I mean, the, the reviews for it have, it, it's been very strange because originally when I was like typing in on Google, the first article that popped up was a CNN article saying that this and the flight attendant should have quit while they were ahead. Hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe this season isn't as good, but I went on to the Rotten Tomatoes score, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes for this season, 91% for the audience score. But any place where like an audience is able to like say what they thought of it, like any form or anything like that, the reviews for audiences have been all across the board, like a clusterfuck of things. Like people say the last three episodes are when the show really picks up. People say it wasn't as good as the first season. Some people are saying that it was So there's better. a healthy difference of opinion. It's, it's very polarizing. It's yeah, incredibly polarizing, okay. especially when you get to something like episode seven. Well, but, I'll say the good thing is on the things that I didn't like as much. So in that 1982, I did like the perspective that they gave to everything. They were grungy subways. Like the second she walked in there, I was like, well, that's not how a subway looks anymore. <laughs> Like, I've, I've seen subways like that sort of in existence, but but this one looks really ratty. And so um, then you see everybody in it, and then there's the police officer with the dog and the posters on the wall that say things like Sophie's Choice or Cats, the play, <laughs> not the movie that right. came out. Then you do get the Guardian Angels, which were like, they're still around, but they used to be much more populous in the 80s where there were just people in Red Berets who would walk around and sort of be like citizen arrest people. Like, they would, are you okay? You know, oh, okay. And yeah, they would yeah. get in cops' faces and stuff. Nuclear dis escalation was a big deal because of the whole uh, cold war how did they show that it was a guy with a pamphlet who was like we got to sign these things to stop that we're all gonna die soon blah blah blah, blah that type of thing it sounds exactly like happy uh, death thing. black beauty pills yeah um i had never heard of what those were but i had to look them up because apparently those were a big deal they were like adderall and they were they uh, keeps you really they were focused. Called black beauties <laughs> so like that was the first thing that Chez offers natasha who again is supposed to be pregnant in the show so it's weird and then uh, yeah the costumes and and uh the, just the 80s aesthetic also the fact that um they used the netflix's um luke cage bar yeah it's really weird <laughs> seeing that like they just repeated that set and if you've seen it's the, yeah yeah it's the same set from jessica jones it's it's so recognizable they almost use the same shot because it's just a red bar and they just changed the sign <laughs> of it so, so like, yeah, it, that was cool to see. But the bad stuff, it was she wasn't as weirded out as I thought she should be with the rev revelation. So her reaction just wasn't that real to you? Her reaction was real. She just got over it super quick. Also, the stakes just did not feel super big this season. I think if there was one big complaint, it would be that. Like, you get this huge opportunity. Just like in the first season, it was like her opportunity to repeat the day over and over and over and do so. And stuff started changing in that first timeline. I remember that in the first season. Mm, which was okay, so like when she, but, yeah. But like with this thing, the possibilities are endless. And yet all we're caring about is some gold. Like at the, the first scene of the, this first episode, we see, I think it's either an old version of her or her mom stealing the gold back mm. from a subway, like from some underground lair. Like, so someone has it and it might be her, but in the future, or it might be her mom. Well, do you, do you mean, but, but, but like the whole idea of it all being surrounded for just for money, 
it, it, they could find money anyway. Like she could look at the lottery numbers from today, from back then, go back in time, no, put the lottery <laughs> numbers in and have that money. It doesn't make sense why she would even need that gold. You so, know? yeah. So that's what that's yeah. what's really annoying. It was her mom, Lenora. Uh, yeah, I think so. Do you know where you've seen her before? Chloe Savini. <sighs> Very recently. It was in the girl from Plainville. I mean, she looks really different, so I'm not sure if it was. Uh, Chez was the cartoony, almost too much so. That's why it's bad. Mm. And then Alan, again, just like last season, he's there, but it feels like he's a secondhand, thrown-in personality. That, that, yeah, the, people have said that they wish they saw more of him. because they're... I wish they just didn't include him or that the show was more about it. Like, one or the other, just pick your lane. But don't mm. do this thing where he just, like, every once in a while they'll flirt and throw this other... Because his, his plot line just seems too important to ignore. Like, it would be one thing if he just had a super... Like, the homeless guy is perfect. Because he, they throw him in there all the time. He just gave her a haircut in the first season. But he's this weird personality guy who's just, like, a crazy homeless person. Everybody mm. knows a crazy homeless person, <laughs> yeah. right? But he's, like, friends with her in a weird way. <laughs> and they, so they show him for, like, a split second before the subway shows up. He might even be God. Who knows? Um, <laughs> oh, that reminds me. She had, like, a cat in the first season. I wonder if that cat's going to play a big deal here. The cat's going to go back in time. Interesting. There's been there's been jokes about that that have been made. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, but so the homeless guy they work well with because he's not like you don't think he's going to have a bigger role. It's not like we're going to go off into his storyline ever. But with Alan, it's like yeah, he's able to experience the same thing she does. So why doesn't why don't we see more? Of that's what he's well, doing? and the people are saying that season three, even though it hasn't mattered nude yet, will probably focus more on Alan's storyline than hers. <laughs> that's what some but people at are the same hypothesizing. Time, I'm not super like thrilled about that because I I don't really care. They haven't sold me on his personality yet like in the first season we learned about him later on and he's just breaking up with his girlfriend every single day that's that's just his life his, his, yeah. his girlfriend's cheated on him and so he has to break up with her every single time and then by yeah are you, are you going to watch the rest of the season uh, i might skip through it yeah it's it doesn't seem too long the episodes feel a little long but yeah like, the episodes are longer than they were in the first season in fact the episode that you watch is probably the longest i think uh-huh. tied with another one this season like yeah. i said i think episode seven is kind of the make or break when it comes to people who like this season or not because they they pull like something very big that happens to one of the characters well i just told you what the prediction was is basically right. that everything goes off the rails until the very end and then they're able to pull it together well, that's the, usually how time travel works the, the funny thing is that the cast whenever they're in the writing room they just say random things and try to throw it like and then and then a lot of the time they'll use those things that the cast is like suggesting also i know there's a lot of like adr improv that happens so natasha leone will say just a ton of either oh, like easter egg oh, lines yeah. or just like things that you, not that it's an easter egg line but i think like half the show she's just riffing yeah, I mean... That's, like, that she'll do, like, four takes of the same thing, but different, like, lines are yeah. thrown in there. She said her and Alan do the most, like, retake scenes because they feel like they can always change it. Well, other people, that's like... A, that's less of a fact and more just, again, her personality. Her personality just shines through in this thing. So yeah. they haven't shown anybody playing young Ruth Brenner yet? No, but they will because that's... I thought that I thought her name was Ruby the whole time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because okay. when she goes to the future again, so that was the scary thing, was when she gets stuck in her mom's body, I'm like, oh no, she's going to be here for the whole season, and then <laughs> she's going to make her way back. No, she just gets back on the subway and goes back to regular times. Oh, that's that's how she tells Alan, <laughs> and then she talks to uh, Ruth about, about um, her car accident and also about Chez. And then she fills her in on Chez and everything. So then she goes back to speak to Chez. She almost sleeps with him. And then um, 
uh, yeah, we're obviously going to see her best friend because that's going to, she'll just show up. Okay. The question is, if you have that thing, wouldn't you be going back and back and forth all the time? Yeah. Just on it, that one subway? Well, it almost is kind of like the void where it's like you, you basically can. The void in outer range. Yeah, but with outer range, you couldn't tell when you were going back to. With the subway thing, it seems like you just have, you know exactly when it is. It also reminds but me. But she can't take anything with her. That's the weird thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like when she goes back, her phone's not on her. And when she well, tries yeah. to come back with the pamphlet from the nuclear de-escalization thing, like that number's not so on her anymore. it's not like dark where it's like he accidentally left the phone in the past and then because of that technology became so advanced. It's part of the reason why they think it's a higher power in charge of everything. It's because like if it was just time travel, then yeah, they'd be able to take everything with them. Like physically, they would have the ability to look at their phone. The higher power might like show itself though in season three. Or no, something. it's not. That's not that's not how this works. It's like a weird fate thing. Well, the, the, it's supposed to end next season. Natasha Leon so has the had third it. season is the last one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's done. To okay, be. so let's try to guess here. So we have Groundhog Day, then we have Freaky Friday. It's always time distortion of some sorts. It's either back in time, the same day, something in the future, probably. Right? Yeah. Has to be something in the future for the third season. That's my guess. All right. Well, other than that, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's about it. All right. Next, we'll be doing The Flight Attendant, also the first yeah, episode of the second I, season. I will actually say, in, in like opposition to that CNN article that talked about how The Flight Attendant and Russian Doll should quit when they were ahead, you had Washington Post saying, Russian Doll and Flight Attendant boast two of the TV's best performances. Oh, yeah. Also, the number of the subway was 6622, if that means anything, but... The friend wasn't, it was hardly in this episode. Maxine? Yeah, Greta Gret Lee. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. And then also um, Danny, she meets a guy named Danny at the bar, and I feel like he's going to be showing up later this season. The Otherwise, t- there would be no reason to have uh, done the whole, like, bit between the two of them. The 662, uh, the 662 thing, like, people are keeping track of, like, the all the numbers and everything. They made it pretty obvious. Like, they had a shot where she was just staring at it. And it's like, why would you do that unless that was necessary? Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye.